we all have to take a, a personal responsibility for our successes and our failures because there's no chance you can be successful if you cannot take responsibility for the bad parts. We all have to have the buck stops here mindset yeah. if you're going to be successful because you cannot play the blame game in this business and blame other people in the leads. And when I first got started in the like, insurance business, I called my mentor and I said, man, these leads, they suck. These people are crazy. And he stopped me and he said, listen, all leads suck. Some just suck less than other ones. <laughs> and so you have to get it in the mindset. No, it is my personal responsibility every single day to get up and to go out there and make it happen. Mm. It is not anybody else's. It's not the sellers. It's not your kids or your wife. You have to take the personal responsibility. It is my job to see me successful. It's, I'm not entitled to anything. It is all up to me. So in this episode, you're going to be getting to hear a conversation between a man named Bo Hollis and our host Trevor Mock. Now, Bo Hollis is a master of cold calling. He is a people person and he is just an awesome guy to know. So Bo Hollis actually got his start in the insurance world before transferring over to real estate. And last year, he closed over 200 deals on cold calling alone. He's going to be giving away his scripts, his techniques, and everything he does when he's on the phone with people so that he can help you close some more deals too. But real quick, before we roll the episode, I want to let you know where you can get access to the rest of these sessions. So recently at Carrot, we held our first ever Market Leaders Summit. Now, this is not your average webinar. What we did is for two whole days... We gathered the top real estate investors from around the country and we picked their brains on exactly what they're doing to thrive in this industry in 2019. We asked them their strategies, their tactics, their tips. We wanted to know everything they're doing that's made them successful real estate investors. So the episode that you're hearing today is actually just one session out of the 16 that we recorded live. If you want to get access to the rest of the sessions for a limited time of 50% off, head to carrot.com slash summit where you can grab all of the recordings for 50% off and have lifetime access to them. Now in the summit, we had Max Maxwell who did over a million dollars last year in wholesaling alone. He's given away his best strategies. We also had Dave Brown who is pulling in multiple six figures 100% from SEO. We had Christina Krauss dropping absolute knowledge bombs on direct mail and everything she's doing to make direct mail work for her. You see, day one of the summit was all about leads. How do I get more leads? How can I close more deals? Day two was about how can I build a business for freedom, flexibility, profit, and impact? How can I really build a business that sets me free? Systems, hiring, everything else you need to know. So head to care.com slash summit to get the recordings while they're still here. Enjoy this episode and we'll see you in just a bit. Hey everybody. Insanely pumped about our next guest on the Market Leader Summit. And uh, Bo and I, man, I, I've been following Bo, uh, stalking him on Facebook for a little while. And then so pumped that he came out to Carrot Camp um, this, last, this last September uh, with some other amazing investors, Max Maxwell, um, Matt from California. I mean, just like tons of amazing people. So as we were looking at the summit and I was kind of looking at the different, the different types of investors I wanted to bring on, 
Well, one thing that Bo's insanely good at is cold calling, number one, but also he's just great at sales. And and he's done a lot of deals, tons of deals. We'll talk about it here in a little bit, what's working, what he's forecasting for 2019. Uh, but he's done a lot of deals with a really, really small team. Um, and some of it, that was part of the thing at Carrot Camp. Like, a lot of people needed to build a team at that last Carrot Camp, uh, which is cool. But Bo Hollis, man, welcome on to uh, the Market Leader Summit. Hey, man, I'm really glad to be here. This is an honor. And I'm just so excited to be to be here with you, man. It's, it's just a privilege and kind of like a dream come true, man. <laughs> I love it, dude. So um, you, you're you're just, you're you're a guy, and I've said it a lot of times before to people in private. But I want to get you on the carrot cast as well, in, in addition to the summit. But you're a guy that I love your energy. Um, I think your 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 heart is in the right spot, um, and you're really out there to build a really cool company. And the thing that the thing I think a lot of people don't 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 get is when they when they see you on the, on the front of it, on what you're doing on social or here, you've got an operation behind the scenes, man, that when people hear what you're doing um, with the resources that you have, it's amazing. So um, why don't you just 60 seconds tell people, number one, where are you from? What's your company simply sold? Kind of what type of real estate do you do? And what does your current business volume look like? And then we're gonna dive into what's working and what to forecast for 2019. Great, man. So uh, my name is Bo Hollis and I live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and we do all of our volume right here in the Louisville and Southern Indiana markets. And uh, I've been wholesaling a little bit over two years and uh, done a lot of deals, uh, big deals, small deals, uh, free deals, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, just lots, lots of different deals. And uh, we, it's me, I have an acquisitions manager, uh, assistant and some uh, GAs that we run our business with. Cool. And you guys are ma mainly doing cold calling still, right? Yes, we do cold calling and we are transitioning from uh, a broad cold calling to uh, other very strategic stuff that I'm sure we're going to get into here shortly. Yeah, dude, and, and, that, and that's the perfect stuff I'm, I'm pumped about diving into. So there's probably people popping comments into social media and Facebook or Instagram, wherever it is, but we're going to be diving into that stuff. I know you and Max Max will do similar stuff and Max is coming on uh, here as well. And so uh, same thing, just to wrap this up, give people for con context for your business. Um, I know you're doing more than two deals a year, right? Uh, so about what is your volume in, what was your volume in 2018 or so? Um, so give people context and we'll jump into 2019 to help people plan for 2019. So now let me start with this. At the very beginning of 2018, I had me and an acquisitions manager mm -hmm. and that was pretty much it. My background, uh, just a brief, I can go over this really quickly is a, my background is in insurance sales. I did life insurance sales for Mutual of Omaha, Transamerica, really large companies. Uh, I was very good at what I did in the past, my past business. And what we did was we did, I trained life insurance agents to sell life insurance door to door. Mm -hmm. So we went around knocking on doors and uh, I trained large companies and agents how to sell life insurance. So it was really good at building rapport, talking to people. And the acquisitions manager that we had at the time, he did the same thing. And so we were able to really, we understood the daily process of a lead driven business. Mm -hmm. So that's my background is, is how to uh, handle volume and uh, structure lead flow. So that's what my background is there. And so 
to answer your question is that at the very beginning of this year, we had just the market in our city was just smoking hot. You people would, uh, we could get deals uh, left and right, and we did a ton of transactions. One month, I put 33 houses under contract in one single month between <laughs> me and Dude, that's crazy. So, that's one of the reasons I want to bring Bo on here, y'all. It's like so, so many people, they have boundaries set in their mind mentally and what they can and what they can't do. And Bo's pushing a lot of those boundaries. So, all right, continue, man. I love it. We had some really huge months, right? We had some really, really big months. We had some small months as well. So, you know, you have to uh, give the good with, you have to give some of the bad with the good too, right? To be honest and open, you have some huge months, you have some small months. But I think we averaged overall, you know, with big months like that, we're averaging anywhere from eight to 10, you know, transactions a month, you know, maybe some more, maybe less, but roughly about that. I, I stopped kind of counting at about halfway through about July. I stopped counting really my, my deals volume because I, I was transitioning. I was starting to really latch on to carrot uh, and my mind, my mindset totally shifted about July and of uh, what was really important to me. And I think that's why I'm here right now. So. I, I love it, man. So what was working this last year, man? I know, and I, I want to break that down for people because where we are right now in the real estate market, of course, we've been in this, as we've said a million times, this eight to 10 year upswing. And in many parts of the market, things have shifted or are shifting. And when I, when I talk to a lot of investors, there's different strategies at different parts of the market, whether it's marketing strategies or strategies in how to actually serve uh, the, the demand in the market. Um, what were you guys doing in 2018 that was working and did anything stop working as well? Like did some things kind of wane in effectiveness over the course of the year? Yes. So there's a couple of things that we really did was uh, we cold called really well on niche lists. Mm -hmm. So we really did that. We honed in on that and really spent a lot of time cold calling. And it's hard to believe me and acquisitions manager, we did a lot of the cold calling ourselves because mm -hmm. of our background and experience with door knocking, you yep. know, uh, so we felt really comfortable talking to random strangers and getting through that initial conversation. Uh, so we did that really good. And then we also adopted uh, ringless voicemails and we did that really good. Uh, you know, really trying to, when you're trying to go for volume, you just cast a wide net and you just grab all the low hanging fruit you can, mm -hmm. you know, and just hope kind of throwing spaghetti against the wall and hope it sticks. So how many calls in a, in a given week or month were you guys doing to pull in those eight to 10 deals? Uh, well, let me start with this. We were really good at our jobs. Mm -hmm. And so we, we could probably talk to and contact between a hundred, uh, to 200 people to get a deal. And okay. so that was our, our, that's not standard across the business, but, uh, typically it's about 600, I think is standard yep. between roughly, but, uh, we would just be calling a couple hours a day a piece and we would be, um, definitely be talking to as many people we could every single day. We would time block out and we would get talking to those people and yeah. uh, we would stop what we're doing and go see the houses right away. Dude, so so before before we jump into 2019 stuff, what, one thing I want to toss back at you is you, you had mentioned that there's a clear difference between what you're doing and what most people are doing once you get someone on the phone or once you get in front of someone, uh, your ability to build rapport and negotiate and stuff like that. Are there, are there, are there a couple things that other people could emulate that you're doing that will make them better at what, at what they're doing? So rather than one in 600 turns into a deal and you're one in 100 to 200, what if they could bridge that gap and now go from one in 600 to one in 300? What things would you suggest, suggest they do? Yeah. So first off, number one, we are, we are not in the real estate space. Mm -hmm. We are in 
the people business, number one, we are in the people business and it just so happens that we deal with houses. Yep. Houses are a byproduct of what we're doing. People's problems in this niche market happen to deal with, their problems are happen to deal with houses and they need to offload those houses. So mm. number one, if you can get in your head that you are dealing with a person and that person may have multiple problems, people may have died or passed away, moved on, they're living in different states and their issues many times could be alleviated by getting rid of the property. So that's number one, is that we are in the people business. Uh, so yep. always put people first. That's number one. And then a mindset shifting when you are in a lead-based business, because we are all in a lead-based business in real estate marketing, so mm -hmm. to speak. So this is a lead-based business. In my past business, it taught me how to handle a uh, high volume of leads because we would knock 50 doors a day, hmm. go knock on these doors, and I would have to keep uh, a tally of all the people I'm talking to, all the Miss Johnsons, Betty and Sam and Joe and all of these people and keep track in my head. So to, to bring it back here, one of the things that I, I had to think when we were getting on this call, like what made what makes me different or what makes me different than other people? Mm -hmm. uh, and I would say when I first started uh, in insurance and in this business, I asked myself this one thing and it changed my business. This one single question. And I think if anybody could take away one, one thing, it would be this. I hope that you can take this. Is that every single day when you wake up, you have to ask yourself this one question. Who am I going to talk to today yep. that has a property to sell? You have to ask that question. Then you have to go and answer it. So you can ask yourself that question all day long but if you're not that question yep. you're not going to get a deal so this is a lead business who am i talking to today hmm. that has a property to sell and make yourself whether it's cold calling or sending voicemails or writing letters whatever you do make yourself answer the question who am i where am i, am I putting myself in front of somebody you have to be in front of somebody to get a signed contract and yep. Dude, and, and that's that's. I'm so glad you said that because it's such, such a fundamental in growing a business, right? There was some advice that I heard years and years and years ago when I was starting my own companies, and and the guy basically said he's like, a lot of people ask me how do I how do I make more money with my company? He's like, you make more offers to people. And this wasn't a real estate business. This was like he goes, if you're in the aquarium selling business, you make more offers to people. If you're in the car selling business, you make more offers to people. If you're in the it's just the same thing. It's you've got to actually connect with the person that you can help and make some darn offers. And that's what you're talking about. You have to do that. And, and you have to, this is said, this is so cliche, but you have to be brilliant at the basics, like the very mm. basics of this business. You have to be really good at it. And yep. the guy who talks to the most people sits in front of the most people uh, and writes the most offers is going to make the most money. 10 out of 10 times every single time the guy who is talking to the most people is going to win every yeah. single time and dude so often we talk about this care camp when you out here a little bit too where so often people get caught up in all the details of things that don't actually make the money right then and one of the details is getting all wrapped up in crm it's like well crm is great and, and you need it when you get a high volume of leads but out of the gates you just need to talk to people and then when you have so many people that you can't handle the organization of it anymore then the crm it's like yeah you need it then um, yes, it's interesting. So my main goal is to get a yes or a no out of somebody. Yeah. That's it. I want a yes or a no, so I can move on, compartmentalize the deal, and move on. Like yeah. yes or no, I want to get out of the gray zone of maybe and ifs and 
what ifs. I just want to stay in the yes or no. If you're yes, great. We're going to take a step forward. No, okay. We're going to put you on the back burner and call you later. So when, so when you're on the phone with, uh, with someone, as an example, um, that first 10 to 15 seconds, what's something you might say that kind of gets your foot in that door on, on a cold call that edges uh, your competitors out? Okay, so uh, when you're first talking to somebody at the very beginning of a phone call, I this sounds simple, but I'm a very simple person, hence the name Simply Sold. <laughs> I, I try to keep things very simple and elementary, okay? Because yeah. that makes the best. So when you're talking to somebody, I always talk with a smile mm. every single time. I know that sounds so simple, but yeah. if you put a smile on your face and you were talking to somebody, I promise you, most times, unless they've had a really bad experience recently, they're just the Grinch. You're going to, you're going to have a good success yeah. with them. So I start with a smile, and I just, you know, say, "Hey, you know, I'm Bo. I'm looking to buy properties in the area, and, you know, have you thought about selling it, or would you consider mm -hmm. it?" That's yep. it. And let them tell you, well, maybe. Okay, great. Uh, well, you have some time to talk about it, or I catch you at a bad time. You know, so. Be happy, you know, don't be fake, be happy and just be a happy person. People like happiness because here, there's the reason why. If you turn on the TV at all, at any level, there's so much negativity. Just talking to a happy person that is a real person, mm. it, it goes a long way. Just be genuine. I, I, don't, I don't know if anyone noticed this. So while, while Bo was even saying that, that last segment, before he even kind of went into the example of what he would say on a call, he was smiling while he was explaining that. And I, I, don't, know, I don't know if you guys could, could hear, I mean, I, I can't even explain it, but you could like hear the smile, you know, come out. Um, it, it was, it, it, I love it. So uh, if people are getting the recordings of these, um, of course, we've mentioned a lot of times, but we have the recordings for sale in the summit. There's a link below here, but go back and listen to that little section again to see how you could really hear the difference on, on, on how Bo was talking. Because um, I'll, I'll talk to a lot of people and they kind of, they're trying to pace all their words just so they're kind of nervous a little bit potentially. Or part of it too is a lot of people have a lack of confidence that their service is truly helping and changing someone's life. And so they're almost like, they're, they're almost on their heels coming into that phone call or coming into that in-person meeting like oh i'm here if i can help you but if not that's okay kind of thing it's like no you're you're smiling you're crazy confident what you have to offer if it's a fit if it's a fit if it's not it's not right absolutely you know? and there's realize this too there's nothing that someone can say to you on the phone that is too crazy right maybe they're gonna swear at you or be wild but you're on the phone they can't hit you <laughs> <laughs> Door-to-door -door sales, man. People can do whatever they want. They can be psychos. Yep. So just be confident and just smile. Like I know that is like the most basics, but if you get really good at that, mm -hmm. people are going to want to talk to you. So you said you have some VAs in your team now. Are you doing cold calls now still, or, you, or do you have some other people doing that for you now? Uh, so now we have VAs. Okay. Uh, it's a little bit different with VAs because we use foreign VAs. We don't mm -hmm. use, uh, obviously, the virtual systems, and we don't use um, in-house people yet. And so with a foreign VA, it's, a, it's quite a different thing. You have to do a lot more hand-holding, a lot more training, lots more videos. Yep. Listen to them. You really have to be a manager, a really, really good manager, and really a good coach mm. to get that to be as good. And then number two, you just have to realize, too, they will never be as good as you. Yep. It's not happening. It's not happening. And I, it may be, I mean, in my experience, it's not, but 
Uh, I do know some guys who are highly successful with VAs, and it just takes lots of coaching, training, and being a great manager. Mm-hmm. So, dude, with the VAs, and same thing, Max Maxwell, um, he, he uses VAs for a lot of his stuff as well for the cold calling. Are there certain metrics you're seeing with the VAs? You, you mentioned the, a deal for every 100 to 200 calls when you um, or your acquisition manager making them. What are you seeing with VAs right now? Uh, so with VAs right now, I think that we're, I mean, you're looking at probably between, we look at contacts. Mm-hmm. You know, how many times did they have to talk to someone to, okay. get, uh, to get one deal, yep. right? So ours, you know, the best, and I think Brent Daniels, his, is, his best due is like 137 contacts per one deal, mm-hmm. you know, and then average person is like one, one to 100, like 600. And I think a VA, you're probably going to look at about a thousand contacts. So you're, you're potentially losing deals for that, but you have to figure out the cost ratio if that's if it's what you're spending is worth it. It all comes yep. down to data, yeah. Um, and how much you're willing to pay to get a deal. That's the bottom line there. Which so, you speak highly of on, on the podcast. Yeah, exactly, man. So so once a VA uh, makes a contact, are they then passing over to the acquisitions manager once they kind of gauge interest? Is it a, a live patch? Is it a, hey, the acquisitions manager will call you back later? Kind of what's, what's the process there? Well, we, we just we have them say our partners, um, uh, Bo or our acquisitions manager's name, mm-hmm. they're going to contact you. And so we use Mojo Dialer and yep. we have integrated with InvestorFuse and InvestorFuse then takes our hot leads, warm leads, whatever we, the person, the VA pushes, and it pushes it right into investor fuse and we get a notification. Cool. Dude, I love it, man. Uh, last question on 2018, then going to 2019. So you mentioned you're using niche lists and a lot of this is a lot of, the, the cool thing about this y'all is the stuff Bo is saying, uh, we haven't heard, it's not, not like we haven't heard some of these things in other places. And actually I, I love those oftentimes the most is, if you just use what people are doing, you don't have to reinvent the darn wheel. Just go in there and execute the foundations, get good at the, get great at the foundations, like you said, the basics. And then you get in there and get really, really good at the levers within it. And that's what Bo's got really good at certain lever points. He's got really good at how to build rapport and negotiation. That's a lever point he pulled to get better results. He got really good at how to make the phone calls and dial that in. He created a process and he trained his VAs on it. And that's something he's getting good at now. So look at the process, but then you got to identify what am I going to get really good at, nail it, and then get it good at other parts of it. So those niche lists, uh, did, did the, pretty much the same list work all year in 2018? Are you seeing any shifts now, um, you know, uh, moving into 2019 or some lists not working as well that other people are calling or what's kind of going on with cold calling now? Yeah. So let me just be an open book here because I believe I'm a believer in everything is free. Like yeah. every single thing out there is free if you go look for it. So you can mm-hmm. listen to Podcast after podcast after podcast, and I promise you, you can find someone's entire training course on different podcasts. Yep. So every single thing is free. Nothing is new under the sun, right? Mm-hmm. There's no one is coming up with brand new ideas and mind blown stuff. They're getting it from somewhere else. Go to YouTube, watch this stuff. It's all free. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to keep something from somebody. <laughs> so cold calling is grow has grown rapidly in popularity in. 2018 and then from me being on different podcasts and doing things like this guys locally in my market they're hopping on cold calling and doing things right that's kind of how the business works Mm -hmm. so you see some maybe i can't get the numbers like i used to get because there's other guys in my market who are cold calling that come to my meetups or different things and ask me questions and i tell them what to do so they go out and get those deals and so cold calling the best list that you always will get no matter what will always come from your city 
every single time. They will always come direct from your county, whether that's code violations or tax delinquent, those kind of things, they are free from your city. And those always have worked best for me. Mm -hmm. I went for a whole entire year of 2017. I did every deal, I think, but five off of a code violation list. Hmm, really? <laughs> yeah, every deal I did off of a code violation. Now, we didn't have a huge year, but probably like, maybe like 50 deals or something like that, maybe more. Yeah. I, I don't really know, I didn't count that much, but I know at least at least 50. Mm -hmm. uh, so those kind of lists right there, really city lists and then absentee owners are my favorite two lists or a couple mm -hmm. lists, definitely. Cool. And dude, it's- it's slow it's, down a little bit in the end of the year. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, right? Um, I've, <clears throat> I've talked about this before, I don't have my big whiteboard behind me, otherwise I'd draw it uh, right now, I'll move it in for another session probably, but um, is, just just like market cycles, like marketing, I, I call them marketing cycles as well. Marketing goes through cycles. So if you're to look back uh, probably eight to 10 years ago, cold calling was the GM. Like cold calling was it. I remember I was doing cold calling off of Craigslist ads in 2007 uh, for a mortgage company. Um, and I was, I wasn't crazy like Craigslist ads, it's Craigslist posting. I was cold calling of 50, 60 people a day after Craigslist. This is miserable, but I was doing it. <laughs> it was like the thing to do. And then, and then it was direct mail and, and everyone's like, oh, why are you cold calling? Let's send out direct, direct mail pieces, right? Yeah. And then it became, well, shoot my direct mail response rates. I was able to get a deal for every thousand pieces. Now it's 5,000 pieces or 10,000 pieces. And I get, you need to go over here because leads at cold calling are pennies instead of dollars or whatever. And the thing is it goes in cycles, y'all. So um, don't, don't become an expert in one marketing method so much to the, to the, to the extent that that is the only one that you will use because just know it might shift. Um, mm -hmm. direct mail is going to be jamming again in two, two or three years. It's working really good right now. It's working really good, but response rates are down. You got to figure out how to make it work. And um, my prediction is in 2019, cold calling is going to continue to get um, more flooded, but still work really, really well. So work insanely well. We get more flooded. Um, and it sounds like you're seeing a little bit of that uh, moving into this year. Absolutely. A little bit more competition. Yeah. And you know, Competition, I think, is irrelevant as long as your skill is better than somebody else's. And yep. so I don't really care if other people are cold calling because I'm not betting on them. I'm betting on me. So, yep. so I don't really care if somebody's cold calling. Um, you know, it's just if you have a better skill than somebody else, you know, it's just kind of like a – it's not competition. But as a lo my local guys, if they end up watching this, you know, they know. I'm like, hey, bring it, man. Let's just bring, <laughs> bring your game and let's, let's go at it. You know, because more, than not, more times than not, we do deals together. So it's fun. Yep. You know? Dude, so, so that, that attitude you, you just mentioned, I want every single person, especially if you're a newer investor, to latch onto this. And, and uh, what Bo said is really, really, really big. He said, I'm not betting on them, I'm betting on me. And I love that attitude because when, when you go into your marketing that way, number one, like you said, it's not an adversarial relationship with your competitors. It's, it's, it's a competitive relationship then, right? But then yeah. also the two, you're, lead, you're going into that with confidence. When a lot of people talk about competition, and they talk about their struggle with, with competition. My market's too competitive. What they're doing is they're betting on the competition. Like exactly what you said, they're betting on them. Oh, they must be so amazing. All this competition out there, they're great. They're diminishing themselves. Dude, what you said there, I've never heard it that way. I love it. I'm gonna have to make it like a canvas on my wall. Something like that. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, you know, so many times you put yourself out, you take yourself out of the game because when we used to be in the life insurance business, we would prejudge somebody's needs based on their zip code. You know, we would say, oh man, this person's in an expensive zip code. Why in the world? It will take our lead and look at it and say, why would they need my services 
because they have money. They live in a money zip code. Mm-hmm. Or these people might need me because they live in a, a lesser uh, money zip code or is cheaper housing there. They may need us. Mm-hmm. And we would prejudge people based on our perception of uh, whether we think they need us or not. When they already had filled out these cards, like, yes, I want to talk to somebody about life insurance. And so I would just say, you know what, I'm, just, I'm not going to pay attention to this stuff. I'm just going to go knock on the door. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, if you prejudge somebody or prejudge your situation prior to you actually taking action, you're, you're done. You're out of the game because there's people out there who are just going to not care about that stuff. And you just got to go out there and just do it. You can't worry about what someone's going to think about you or what, whether somebody else is cold calling. And there's probably a hundred people or 200 people cold calling my market right now. And I have only met one other wholesaler ever at the exact same house at the same time. <laughs> I love it, dude. So um, other things in 2018, you started doing some online marketing. I know you've been a carrot member for a while, but you uh, hadn't really, you really focused much on it. Um, at, at carrot camp, you came here and that was kind of part of your things. Like, Hey, I'm going to, I, I want to ramp up my online side a little bit. I know you closed a Facebook deal. Um, ha- have you started to do any other things with the online side um, leading into 2019 and what kind of, what's your outlook for, for your overall marketing mix in 20, in 2019, you've got cold calling or starting the online side of anything else you're looking at in 2019. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we talked about this several different times, you know, mm-hmm. uh, personally, and you know, a lot of this comes with, ha- you know, happiness too. Okay. Yeah. You can do tons of different deals, but me and my, my acquisitions manager, Richard at the time, we both, he's a, he's a great guy. He's doing his own thing now. And, um, we had talked at the time, you know, is it worth it to do this much volume? And we both decided, no, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was just for the time's sake, you know, we didn't spend time with our families and um, it, money was good. But at the same time, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, we're working night and day all day long. Part of that is team. But so we decided that I decided probably July, August of this year that I needed to scale back a little bit, cut back on my deal volume, go for quality over quantity because you can get really good deals. If you do a few of them, you can make up you four or five deals can make up for 15 bad deals, you know? Yeah. So, and you, you preach this all the time, you know? So I really took a lot of your advice and I'm going quality. And I went to came to care camp in September and uh, really I decided to go all in. So we did the, the concierge service and worked for the team there at Carrot. And, and something that we, I just really wanted to do was, brand build and um, I decided you know if I have to do a deal a month just to pay my bills just to you know be here in two or three four years as the the number one guy mm-hmm. when anybody searches you know hey I want to sell my house in Louisville Kentucky that they come across simply sold yeah. that's my goal right now is being number one they see my face build my brand and that's that's kind of what I wanted to do rolling into 2019 and that's why I came to Carrot Camp. And uh, that's worked out really well for me right now. We launched it, and uh, I'm very, very excited about what that is going to bring in the next six months, year, and beyond. Dude, and, and that's the important thing, and one of the reasons we're doing the summit here is is we're not just talking about real estate market shifting. We're also talking about how it's technology impacting and shifting and the use of people's usage of, of technology to find services. And every single year, I'm going to say this 800 times during the summit, but every single year, 
the the adoption of the technology side of it increases it doesn't decrease okay it doesn't decrease and so when you start to look at that and everyone's got their cell phones right here and whether you're doing cold calling or direct mail or ppc or none of that and someone's going to the internet to look for for solutions to their problems the internet side of it gets higher and higher quality okay and the cool thing about it is is the way that the internet works is a little bit different than than some of the offline stuff right if, if it's direct mail there could be 35 postcards in the same mailbox at the same time that people have to kind of sift through and toss and whatever with online there's really the four or five spots at the top of google that get the, the vast majority of the traffic so you're 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 only competing with a handful of people in each real in each search phrase there's hundreds of search phrases hundreds of them uh, i think a lot of people focus on the one two three search phrases too much like those are the high volume but there's probably another hundred in your market that no one's focusing on because they're all focusing on we buy houses selling house fast cash home buyers stuff like that but then the, the biggie is it's not even the ranking stuff it's the way that people are looking at the internet for trust and credibility it's it's the lack of trust and credibility in general with a lot of companies these days and so when you can stand out like bo said you can see the logo on a shirt y'all it's clean clear simple logo i love it like it's really good clean clear branding brands content and experts are going to stand out these next two to three years in a big way i think brands contents and experts are the ones who are going to win uh, the people who show up and, and show a credible front, the people who are easy to work with, the people who seem nice and trustworthy, right? And so I'm, I'm pumped that you're building that, that brand, man, and investing in it. Uh, it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna pay off in spades. Yeah, I'm excited, man. It's, it's been, it took me a long, it took me a really long time, I will say, to get out of the mindset of, man, I gotta be the biggest and the best and do the most deals and make the most money, mm -hmm. uh, kind of put my, Put my stake there, yeah. And it took me a long time to get out of that mindset to do the most, and because most is not always, it does not equal better. You know, my goal was to be a hundred thousand dollar a month wholesaler. Um, you know, I, I made it. Uh, it was great. You know, it's, it's solid. But at the end of the day, there's a lot more important things to life mm -hmm. than just knocking down hundred k in a month. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't really feel different. You know, yeah. at the end than I did when I was making less yeah. and so now I want quality of life I want things that are more important that's why I love carrot I love kind of the the mindset of you know longevity long term I want to be here for a while I want, you know my place here yep. and I'm going long-term strategy now quality over quantity Dude, that, that's so big we, we talked about it a little bit at carrot camp I think I think I brought up icky guy at carrot camp and some other things and um, it's interesting. Interesting. So Joe Evangelisti, he's going to be on day two of the summit with uh, Mark Evans. And day two is really all about systems, but also how do you really truly gain freedom, flexibility, uh, grow those finances, but make the impact. And so really growing the finances side of it on lead gen and closing more deals is day one. And then flexibility, impact, freedom is day, is day two. And I'm so glad you're bridging the gap on this one here because because um, that's what's really important, right? It's like, I, I think all of us, the first thing is like, well, shoot, I want to prove my worth first. I want to do my first handful of deals or whatever. And then once you do, then you go to masterminds, you listen to podcasts, or you talk to investors in your market, and you see, you see this person's doing 14 a month. So like, well, I got to do 10 a month now. And then you get to 10 a month, and it's like, well, shoot, I got to do 20 a month now, or whatever it is, or a dollar amount, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's good having those challenges. I love having the challenges, but at some point, at some point, there's this diminishing returns that happens and you cross that point of diminishing returns. I, I did, 
Uh, I, I did for sure too. That's why I started hiring a bigger team. Cause I'm like, I'd much rather forego. I have a million dollar a year payroll. That's like, so I'd much rather forego um, money for me to get back time. So that's uh, really important, man. Um, so what, what do you, what do you do in 2019 to make that shift other than dialing up your online marketing, dialing up that side of it, going for higher margin deals, which the online is going to help you get anything else you're doing in your team uh, to help you get back that time freedom and, and focus. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to continue to cold call. We're going to do that on a, on a small level. Um, you know, I think, you know, I think it could be a small, you know, rabbit trail here, but most, the end game for most wholesalers should be to build wealth, you know, carry yep. pick your best deals, keep them for yourself. So that's for me is wealth building this year is to, uh, is to build a portfolio for myself and keep them for myself. Mm -hmm. uh, but for marketing purposes, I'm going to continue to cold call. The online brand presence online is, is, is my main focus in 2019 is, is my, my website, my Facebook presence, you know, that's something that I really, I wasn't for sure of. I came to carrot camp and, you know, talk to you guys and you guys really knocked some sense into me. And, um, you know, I talked to you and Kylie and just a lot of other guys who were doing those things. And so, uh, Facebook, you know, as we, uh, you know, I did a Facebook deal. So, uh, yeah, dude. And, yeah, so I actually got my second one today. Uh, oh, so, did you really? <laughs> yeah, I, I got my second one today, which I'm very, very excited about. Super profitable. Uh -huh. And so, what, what, what were some, if you don't mind sharing, what were some of those numbers? Like, what, what did it cost you to add a Facebook ad wise to pull it in? What's the profit yes. on it? If you don't mind sharing. Yes, I love sharing stuff like this. So, this is cool. good. Uh, okay, so my first Facebook, this is, this is amazing. Like, good stuff just happens to me. Uh, if you said in your head, because you like, smile a lot, dude, you smile. It, it gets attracted to you. So, if you, anybody, if you just say that to yourself, good stuff happens to me, good stuff is going to happen to you. Okay, and you smile and laugh and don't take yourself too serious. And so, okay, so um, my Facebook stuff, uh, I launched my very first Facebook campaign ever. And I think Kylie helped me just like, yeah, just do this or whatever. So I did it and I watched, I went through the master, I bought the masterclass course and I went to the masterclass course and I just followed the instructions step by step. It's pretty simple. Mm -hmm. uh, launched my very first campaign and my very first lead that came in was my, a deal. <laughs> my very first and that doesn't happen all the time, y'all. There's no guarantee there, but I, I love, I love seeing it when you texted me that. I'm like, no way. That's awesome. Yeah. So I bought this house. Um, but overall ad spend was $448 okay. for that campaign. Uh, so I will say that because, you know, they could be very misleading to say that your first lead ended up being a deal when it cost you $3. Yeah. That's misleading. So the, it yep. did cost me 448, which still is really, really good, right? Mm -hmm. It's good quality, good, good deal there. Mm -hmm. uh, so I bought the house for $82,000, uh, in a good area, four bed, two bath house. It was a hoarder house, actually, and really disgusting, um, super nasty. But we, it's worth probably one seventy-five, and I'll probably make about sixty thousand on it. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was that one. Uh, one we picked up today. Uh, I think we're probably going to get it for about forty thousand, and it's worth eighty thousand, and it's moving right. Dude, so hundred grand between two, between two, two deals. Facebook deals, and that's no, and that step was, ten. Was come to Carrot Camp, you know, I would have <laughs> never ever done this if I wouldn't have come to Carrot Camp. Um, so I'm really focused on more of those kind of things. And then I'm doing a test right now too with, um, with the market has in our market has slowed down a little bit and what happens, um, in just my opinion here, a lot of stuff, what happens is buyers, if they see a kind of a slowdown, they'll, they'll retract their money out of the market a little bit. A lot of 
these cash buyers. Mm. Now your big guys, they're still going to keep buying because they know the big guys I see they're buying hold, they're not flips. So mm. your flippers kind of pull some of their money out of the market. Your buy and hold guys buy, they continue to buy because they can afford more mistakes mm. because they're 30 years, right? They don't care if it's a $10,000 fluctuation over that period of yep. time. But it takes what, here's what kicks people out of the business here is I found this out in, over the years is that your buyers will pull back. Your sellers, they still believe their house is worth X. The buyers say no. The market says no. But your sellers are still demanding X. Mm. And it takes a long time for the two to marry and meet up with your sellers saying, hey, uh, uh, okay, I'm going to come to reality now. It's like I'm going to come to I'll sell my house for less. And in that gap right there, that little gap of time, most people freak out and quit the business. And so because they can't, they can't weather the storm of uh, the sellers wanting more, the buyers saying no. And so once you can bridge that gap, you'll make more money. And then you can, you can do these little things like do your tests on Facebook and get these kind of deals. And so that's kind of uh, in this gap right now that we are in, I, I'm doing these tests and running these deals. And so, I'm taking a lot more deals down transition into, I guess, uh, the carrot camp yep. stuff. Uh, I'm buying yep. a lot more properties and I'm doing a test. The reason I said this, I'm, I said all that stuff about the buyers and sellers was I'm doing a test with my buyers. They kind of cringed up some of their fists, right? They will say, no, what, we're not going to do this. We're not going to pay these prices because the market's tightening. Well, I said, well, if my buyers aren't going to do this, I'm going to go ahead and buy these properties because I still know they're good deals and the market can hold some of these prices. Mm. And in my market, a median good, really good price home is probably 175. Yep. You no, know, you know, maybe a little bit more, but I like to stay under 175,000 because no matter where you are, that people can afford it. Mm -hmm. So I'm buying these houses myself. Uh, with I used uh, a guy who came to care camp. J Jeremy, um, right? I was talking to Jeremy on the phone last week. We're yeah. Yeah, me and Jeremy we partnered up, and he's funded a lot of my deals, and. Um, we're just buying them, taking them down, and I'm cleaning them out and selling them right on the MLS, seeing if we can uh, ramp our profits up. And uh, that is becoming very, very profitable, the hotel market for me, uh, because I'm buying my wholesale prices and our profits are going up uh, quite drastically. And I don't need a huge buyer's list. Dude, so that's such a great insight for right now. And that's, that's one of the core reasons we want to do, to do this summit is because, like you said, we're in, we're in, a, uh, in a period where there's things changing. And one of those things that you'd mentioned that a lot of people aren't thinking about is that gap in, in expectation. I love that. So everyone needs to take that mental brain bank. So you know going in, oh my gosh, so this is what Bo's talking about. My buyer's saying X, the seller's holding on to X. So Bo just gave you guys one strategy, one strategy to deal with that. Um, are you doing anything directly with those buyers and sellers to bridge that gap? Or are you kind of like, hey, we, we've got to wait the six months, eight months, three months, whatever that is for them to, for the sellers to finally realize the market isn't as hot as they think. Are you doing anything to bridge that gap with sellers? So what I think is that you're still going to obviously get your really good deals, right? There's yeah. still some motivated sellers, no matter what market you're in, they're going to be people who want to sell their house for 40 cents on the dollar. So those are going to be deals who are there. So mm -hmm. to keep bridging into 2019 and what we're doing, is I'm partnering up with a lot of guys. Mm. You know, that is a fantastic way. People don't think of this as marketing strategy, but partnerships and JV joint venture deals with other people and investors, guys who are on right now on your buyers list who mm. want to do deals, they, they, they know people you don't know. So, yep. uh, you know, think about that right now. There's other people who want to do deals in your market that they, they know sellers. They just don't know how to bridge the gap between the buyers and sellers. And so you do. So I'm really focusing on, marketing to my my local guys and doing deals together making more money together like jeremy there 
um, you know, we're doing deals together. So really, JV deals online with Carrot, Facebook, uh, and niche cold calling is really my my strategy. And I believe that's a seven-figure strategy for sure, just to do those things and do less is less is more. I think in my my books here and. Yeah. Uh, this stuff is awesome right here, y'all. So I, I'm not sure if everyone's, if everyone's picking up all these nuggets here because what Bo basically did is he walked you through this transition that, that he's going into. Man, I'm so, I'm so pumped that you got the abundance mindset like you shared before. Um, and he, he really laid those things out for you. So there's a couple things in here just to, to corroborate some of those things that Bo's saying where it's not, a, it's not in a silo. It's not just something he's experiencing there. For about three years, uh, we've been predicting on our end where you know, once that market kind of uh, comes to a shift, which we thought it'd be around that 2019, 2020 range, um, we thought market's going to consolidate. Uh, that happens in almost every industry, auto industry, newspaper industry, media. What happens is markets go through cycles, and then as soon as they start to contract, um, then they consolidate. Consolidation phases always happen in contraction phases. And so you're already seeing companies con join, uh, join together or consolidate. Uh, Express Home Buyers, Brad Chandler, he's been trying to find people to partner with all across the country and consolidate because he's got one skill set and, and they don't have and, and he, they have something that he doesn't have. They're local. Um, uh, down in, uh, and they're going to be, th these people are going to be on, uh, on the summit. Uh, Jamie Woolley, um, RJ Bates, Cassie. Uh, Titanium Investments just, just, just merged with, uh, with Jamie Woolley's company. Yeah, big time. And they're big, like both companies in Dallas did a hundred plus deals this last year, y'all like hundred plus. And yeah. so they, they went, okay, during this contraction phase, there's a lot of opportunity for us to work together because we have synergies. It's not we're the same person, it's we have synergies. So look for those opportunities in your market. Look for those opportunities to add your value to the equation where someone else needs it and you need them. And don't be afraid to, to take on those partnerships. If it's, if it's an official partnership, do your due, due, due diligence for sure. But if it's more of a JV, awesome. Take those on. Don't be afraid of them. Don't look at them as competition. So, Bo, um, to wrap this session, I'm uh, going to toss uh, something at you really quick. But uh, once again, pump, pump, pump to, to the year at Carrot Campus last time around. Jeremy, I think, is coming again this, May, this next May. And then we have two or three other returners from other Carrot Camps that are coming. Edward Beck is coming back again. Edward Beck is coming back again. Some others. Um, that was great. Oh man, it was fun. But uh, tossing this this to you. So, um, looking at 2019, you laid out the plan for us. Uh, is there any kind of inspiration or just anything you want to toss at people, whether they're an experienced investor looking to make sure they thrive in this market, or a brand new investor looking to make sure they they survive in this market and thrive? Uh, any advice for people? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I always, um, you know, I think one of the things that really creates success in an individual. You know, and I know this is preached so much, but like I said earlier, you know, I'm not a real complex individual. I just, um, I like life and I, I just, I like being, keeping it real. So mm -hmm. for me, you have to, there has to be a level of accountability in, in, in each of our lives. And what I mean by that is like, we all have to take a, a personal responsibility for our successes and our failures. If you want to be, the man, so to speak, you have to actually take responsibility for your failures just as much as you do for your successes, because there's no chance you can be successful if you cannot take responsibility for the bad parts too. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I had a hiccup here in this month, and it was because of me. We all have to have the buck stops here mindset yeah. if you're going to be successful, because you cannot play the blame game in this business and blame other people in the leads. And when I first got started in the like, insurance business, I called my mentor and I said, Man, these leads, they 
suck. These people are crazy. He stopped me and he said, all listen, all leads suck. Some just suck less than more other ones. <laughs> and so you have to get in the mindset, you know, we're all here to win and you have to say, if it's, uh, this is so funny and corny at the same time, but if it's to be, it's up to me, right? You have mm -hmm. to have that stops here mindset that says, you know, it is my personal responsibility every single day to get up and to go out there and make it happen. Mm. It is not anybody else's. It's not the sellers. It's not your kids or your wife. You have to take the personal responsibility. And that's something I've really tried to take very personal. It is, it is my job to see me successful. It's, I'm not entitled to anything. It is all up to me. And then obviously, you know, I'm a Christian, so I, I really believe in, in giving and, you know, Christ. And so for me, that's a big part of my life mm. is, uh, it's trying to give back and really trying to keep things in, in perspective in my life. And, you know, it's having a good perspective, no matter where you are in life. You know, I've been through a lot and, you know, like with my, yeah. my son's health, mm -hmm. you know, my, my son had uh, open heart surgery when he was six days old and that gave me a lot of perspective, you know? And so I based every decision I make just like this. And this, mm -hmm. I'll end it with this is that I base everything. Like I, I felt the lowest of the low, when I was sitting in the hospital for a month in ICU and he had a surgery and I was really, you know, sad. I was down on myself and I was really feeling really depressed and I don't seem like a depressed guy. And I, I never thought I ever had a depressed moment in my life until then. But I felt once we came out of that season, I felt, you know, there's nothing in the world that can make me feel this bad again. At least that's what I thought. Right. So yep. every I do even if I fail if I quit or something crazy happens to me I always think you know what at least I'm not in the hospital at least I'm not my, my, my son's not sick yeah. at least this is not happening if, if I lost everything I know I could have friends to be around me to pick me up I go sleep at my parents house I could borrow money from Trevor <laughs> that's right yeah. so I know that at the, at the end of the day I'm, I'm here, I'm breathing, I'm, I'm above the ground, and that there's nothing that could stop me except my mind, and just trying to be positive and have a good perspective in life. If you can have a good perspective, there's nothing that can stop you, and I'm convinced that the only thing that can stop you is your belief. Dude, dude, that was awesome, man. I, I love it. So, Bo, I'm, I'm so pumped and, and proud of you, first of all, but I'm so pumped that you're able to carve out the time and join me here and, and the thousands of others watching the summit. And and that's why everyone to take what he just ended this with, with uh, to heart because you can execute every single thing he told you before. You can execute it all and you can you can at the same time have nothing. You have, have nothing inside, have nothing um, that you really are excited and pumped about living for and we don't want that. These businesses should should fuel our purpose, should fuel our passion, should, should fuel our happiness. And so make sure you guys and gals show up to day two. That's what the majority of day two is going to be about. Okay. So Bo's priming us here. Bo's priming us for that stuff. And the majority of day two is going to be about that. And I'm going to dive into it a bunch in my end. We've got other guests talking about how to remove yourself more with systems and how to set up your business to work less so you can focus on the, the passion. And I'm going to be talking about some of the, the passion stuff in a big way too. But Bo, appreciate you setting up, us up for day two, delivering big time for, for day one, bringing more traffic and or more leads and deals. And I'm just grateful for you, man. Excited about the year ahead. And hopefully we get to meet up in person again this year. We will, man. I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm uh, super excited about the next coming year. And it's going to be really, really good. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. If it's going to help you grow your business, make sure you go to carrot.com slash summit. 
Grab the recordings while they're still available for 50% off and 99 bucks. That's carrot.com slash summit. If you enjoy the carrot cast, hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on Facebook, drop us a message. We'd love to chat. Love to hear your feedback on the episode and what you think, what you want to hear more of. If you regularly listen to the carrot cast and you haven't got the chance to leave us a review on Apple podcasts or iTunes yet, please head over there and just take a couple minutes to leave us a review. That is our fuel. That is what keeps us motivated and excited about putting these episodes out every single week and engaging with you guys. So thanks again for being a listener and we will see you next week. Bye.